What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the More Than This podcast. I'm your host, Aubrey Schmidt, and I am so excited to share this conversation with y'all. On this week's episode, we have on one of my very best friends to talk about what's going on in her life and just to share some encouragement with y'all. This guest is a junior at the University of Oklahoma, where she played softball for two years before having to cut her playing career short for medical reasons. However, she is so much more than that, and I'm so excited for her to be able to share her story with y'all. Please welcome to the podcast, Rayleigh Pogue. Okay, so tonight on the podcast, we have Rayleigh freaking Pogue. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> this is probably the strongest accent we've had on the podcast so far. So starting it off. That's really exciting. I'm really glad I could hold that title. <laughs> so this is going to be a, either we've already talked about this. We've been talking for like 30 minutes already. It took us a while to get the mics going. We had some technical difficulties, but this is either going to go really good or it's going to be very interesting. So we did decide though the technical difficulties not on us it was the cord that's right I I think it just had some dust on it we just had to dust it off and plug that sucker right back in <laughs> oh my gosh okay so Rayleigh Pogue so I do so Rayleigh and I know each other let's just give some disclosure we uh we went to high school together and I would say like we were in the same friend group but we weren't like besties for the resties you know we were it's safe to say yeah it's pretty accurate so and then how did we even we went to a concert together last fall is it last fall no it was in november right it's in november yeah it's like beginning of november yeah and then the rest is history and then we decided to go to the nfr together how did we even how did we go from going to the concert and like the next nfr planned because we somehow got to talking on the phone after i don't even know how and we were like why the heck weren't we better friends in high school yes and then we went to the concert together because we both like riley green exactly who doesn't exactly and then we both talked about the nfr yep. and then we you know booked the ticket got the heck out of dodge and then that was it so the first, so for those of you who don't know, the NFR is the is the National Finals Rodeo. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's what it stands for. Anywho, <laughs> it's in <laughs> it's in Las Vegas, Nevada, and that was the first time that either of us have had, like we've traveled with our teams alone, but um, like I've never really traveled apart from my parents. Have you? No, not really. Maybe one time. So the first time they kick us out of the house, they send us straight to Vegas and. You know, we just, we ran it up. Let me tell you, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. It was really fun. It was Shania Twain. Shania Twain. Twain. Cannot, cannot name a better concert. George Strait. Oh, that's right. We did. Yeah, we were both totally at that one. Ugh. Huh? We were both at that one, too. Right. The same one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rayleigh was doing homework at the Shania Twain concert, though. <laughs> It was so bad. <laughs> Shania was about to come on and Rayleigh was bent over in her chair. I said, Rayleigh, what are you doing? She's like, hang on, I got to turn this quiz really quick. <laughs> so you got to pay attention. Shania is coming. <laughs> I completely forgot about it. <laughs> I'd had, it was an assignment and I had like three questions left. Yeah. Four or four, something like that. 
that I hadn't that I'd kind of put off because I didn't really know how to do them all that well yeah and as we were like walking to the console I was like oh no and so <laughs> we were standing in line to give them what well, we had to give them our COVID test didn't we? Our COVID test yeah yes when I was sta- when we were standing in line I was doing the homework and then up until she came out on stage and I think got one song in that's when I turned it in I think I had like three minutes to spare yeah I said Rayleigh you're disrespecting the queen right now you gotta put that away <laughs> no that was good memories hey you got it done I don't know what kind of grade you got on that but you were hustling talk about it <laughs> <laughs> hey the most important part is you got it done that's an A for effort I mean who would do homework at a Shania Twain concert you know Rayleigh Pogue beats me I shouldn't have <laughs> It's okay. A little bit of everything, you know? Okay, so for the listeners who do not know you, how would you introduce yourself? Like, just introduce yourself to us like you've never met us before. Okay. Hi, my name's Rayleigh Pogue. Um, I'm from Rayleigh, Oklahoma. I played softball at the University of Oklahoma, and that's about it. Yeah, that's awesome. Wait, what's your major? Tell us. Biology. Biology, yeah. She's a, she's a rocket scientist, actually. No, not even close. I wish. Well, how many chem? Are you taking chemistry this semester? Is that what it was? That are, that's really hard. No, uh, physics. Physics, yeah. Not a math guy. Sheesh. I don't know. I don't know how people do that. I don't either. <laughs> like when you find out, let me know. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but he's like. A physics tutor like if you if that's your job like just message in the podcast Rayleigh needs help <laughs> yeah we'll find somebody please reach out <laughs> dm text call email i'll put her email <laughs> her email in the description <laughs> carrier pigeon i don't care serious inquiries only oh my gosh okay so talk about the softball thing for a while you kind of breezed over that but so in high school I guess, yeah, it was high school. No, when did you commit? So, when did you commit so, to? I committed fall of my eighth grade year. You were fresh out the womb at that point. Well, and soft back then. So, now there's a rule where you have to be a junior in high school to talk to coaches and stuff like that. But back then, I say that like it was 20 years ago. But back then, that uh, that rule wasn't in place. So, you could talk to coaches whenever you wanted to. Oh, wow. And, it had gotten kind of out of control by that point. So there were people committing in like seventh, ninth grade. That's so crazy. That's wild. So you were, when you moved to Washington, your, was it your freshman or your sophomore year? Junior year. Was it really? Yeah, I was only there for two years. Dang. Okay. So that's probably why, because I'm a year older than you. So when you got there, I was like on the way out. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So then you played in high school. You had some injuries in high school though, right? I did. I had quite a few injuries in high school. Okay. Talk about, talk about kind of the pressure of like committing at an early age. I mean, like eighth grade, that is so young. Like talk about how that like kind of shaped how you viewed your high school career. Yeah. I mean, high school, it wasn't really as much pressure that I put on myself, mm-hmm. especially like just playing high school ball, mm-hmm. tournament ball. That's kind of where I would feel more of the pressure just because, there were more um, more players 
I, everybody that played tournament ball was probably playing year round. And back then I was getting in so many, I was getting so many injuries and stuff that I didn't get to play year round. So I just kind of felt not intimidated, but just that kind of unprepared almost mm-hmm. when I would go and play those tournament games. Yeah. So, but when I got back to school ball, it kind of was not, some people did play year round, a good chunk of us, but not everybody played year round. And I'd grown up with those girls and all that stuff. And I was just kind of different. I don't know why the mindset was different for me back then, but it always was. Yeah. Did you ever feel any like, like pressure from other people or like people like, I mean, people knew you were committed when they were playing you and like, OU is like insane for softball. Like if you're in the softball world, like, you know, OU is top notch. Like, did you, like, did you ever hear anybody talking or like, you know what I mean? Like about you or kind of, expectation wise um you know you'd always hear people talk Mm -hmm. not where I was from really not as much Mm -hmm. um it was more most of the pressure that I had I put on myself yeah yeah Um, I never really got a ton of that Mm -hmm. uh, from other people yeah I was very blessed to have that seriously I feel like the do you think the softball world is pretty like positive or do you think it's pretty like cutthroat I mean I feel like it could be both but yeah I mean it it would probably depend where you were at Mm -hmm. I mean I know once you get to the collegiate level it's business Mm -hmm. the majority of the part I mean that's all college athletics but Mm -hmm. um, I mean I loved playing high school ball Mm -hmm. I had really good high school coaches I had really good tournament coaches Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean they all wanted the best for you and that was so in that way, it's a really positive thing, especially when you get like a really good coach and a really good group of girls with pa- really good parents. Mm-hmm. It can be a really uplifting thing and you can be in a really good spot. Yeah, for sure. What's Do you have a, like one piece of advice that you would give to a high school player right now that's trying to get recruited or is in that process? Do you have something that you could like sp- like share? Never stop working. Mm-hmm. Never stop. You think you're really good once you commit or you're getting looked at by these coaches and might boost your ego a little bit, don't stop. Mm-hmm. Because when you get to college, as ready as you think you are, you're not. Mm-hmm. And I learned that the hard way. I didn't I didn't really come in thinking I was ready or anything, mm-hmm. but it's just it's a whole new ball game once you get to college. Yeah. And the games it's the same game. It's just played a lot faster. Yeah. And Every like everybody, you're around a lot more like-minded people than you were, mm-hmm. and which is awesome. But it's a lot more competitive, which is also awesome. But you gotta be ready for it. Right. That that would be my advice. Right. I think within your oh, that was my other one. Is also stay humble. It's part of the like never stop working. Mm-hmm. Is once you think that you're better than everybody else, mm-hmm. the game's gonna show you that you're not. Yeah. That's so true. I think humility goes hand in hand with that, like you said. But my mom and I were talking about this the other day, and we were just saying that, like, hard work should be the, like, very least expectation. Like, once you get to that level, like, congratulations, everyone is working hard or has worked hard to be there, you know? So it's like, you can't just be like, well, you know, like, I work hard every day, so I deserve it, you know? Like, no, everybody has worked hard to be there, and that's why they're there. Absolutely. And oh gosh, yeah, the sense of entitlement sometimes it'll just knock you off your feet. 
mm-hmm. especially when like you might have played for a really good tournament team way back in high school or whatever, and you want all these accolades. Once you get there, everybody else played on tournament teams and was really good too. So, I would say too, if you want to be liked by your teammates, the older ones don't come in like that. That's just a fresh. That's just a fresh take. Like for the youngins right now, it's a free piece of advice. I don't accept any tips on this podcast. I don't expect it, but I'm just gonna let y'all know. <laughs> what do you think? You second that, or are you gonna leave it? Oh, absolutely. That was the yeah. The first thing I did freshman year was like, okay, I know my place. I'm gonna stick there. <laughs> Only okay. So take us through. Like you walk in the first day. Like what are you thinking? Like first practice. What's going through your head? Okay, so I kind of had, I kind of was not going to say cheating, but I played in high school with, or not in high school, but I played with a lot of girls that were already on my team. Mm -hmm. So I guess I kind of had an advantage Mm -hmm. that I wasn't just super intimidated or anything. I was, I was pumped. I had waited five years to get there. I had gone through sickness, injuries, Mm -hmm. anything under the sun you could think of through my high school career. Mm -hmm. I was like, I am lucky to be here. Let's go. Yeah. Felt blessed. That's awesome. So like you didn't, that's cool that you didn't really like, I mean, I'm sure you were a little nervous, but like you had already, you kind of knew what you were stepping into. That's neat. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, like, I didn't know the full extent of what college practices were like. Right. But so that part was pretty foreign to me. But other than that, like, I knew everybody who I was going to be playing with. And I'd known, obviously known the coaches for years. So that helped. And so, yeah, that made it a lot easier. Well, um, so just kind of like going off of that. So talk about the culture at OU because it's very different than other places like with faith and just kind of, I mean, coach Gasso has been there for how many years has she been there for, you know, a long time. I a lot, Since maybe 95, I want to say that could be wrong. No, that sounds right. Cause she was definitely there before I was born. Pretty sure. Well, yeah. She won it in 2000. That was the first year that she won it. Yeah. So I'm 95 might be right which is a very long time to be a coach in one place. For those of you who don't know, that is a, that is insane. That's a long time. But talk about kind of the culture that she's developed and what she expects from her players. She expects you to, I mean, so a lot of what we talk about, especially this year, um, blue collar, we want to be blue collar players. Uh, For any of you who don't know so much as what that means, it's pretty much you should work hard, do what you're supposed to do. Uh, coach always tells us, you know, have your house in order, which means have all your stuff together off the field so you can have all your stuff together on the field. Mm, that's good. It's really she, good. Um, she always talks about it. I, she told us this my freshman year. She's like, you guys will come in as girls. You will leave as women. And I think I think that is so cool. Mm-hmm. That gets to know us as people mm-hmm. and teach us all these things like toughness and like how to work hard and all these things that when we leave there we'll be so much better off for and we'll be successful in all the other things that we get to do mm-hmm. in life mm-hmm. that's so unique that it, I mean it is it's sad to say but it is really unique that you have a coach that cares m- almost like more about you as a person than as an athlete I think that's like the more you're around college athletics I think the more you see it but 
um, she definitely, that's something that she definitely seems to prioritize at this point in her life, you know? Absolutely. So talk about your, uh, like y'all's faith is like incredible on your team. Like it's probably one of the neatest team cultures I have ever seen in college athletics. Both of my parents were college coaches for my whole life. So like I've been around some teams, but talk about like how and what and like how. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I don't, when I came in, I, cause I grew up uh, in a Christian household, mm-hmm. went to church, all those things. Mm-hmm. I didn't get serious about my faith until I got to college. Mm-hmm. And I credit that to coach and my teammates, a hundred percent. When you walk, like we have Bible studies all the time. We, we all go, like there's a big group of us that go to church together once a week. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll all talk about like parts of the Bible that we're reading. Like it just as casual conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really cool. We had a We've had people come talk to us like a we'll Wolf Chapel before we play on either Saturday or Sunday morning, spending on game times um, and stuff like that. And I just think it's really cool. Um, I think on my visit, we might have went to ch- on my official, we might have went to church that Sunday. Mm-hmm. I don't remember hundred percent, but yeah, Coach's faith is extremely important to her, mm-hmm. and it it shows on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, it shows in how she teaches us. and it's such it's such a good thing to look up to Mm -hmm. when you're playing and stuff um and with my other teammates too like I have some teammates that are just amazing Mm -hmm. and so knowledgeable and all that stuff like any questions that I might have or anybody else in the team I have we can go to coach or um coach Rocha or anybody like that or even some of my other, other teammates and we can just sit there and talk about the Bible for, I don't know how long, hours. That's so awesome. Do you think that, I mean, that plays to, what has it taught you about the community in your life that you place around you? Like the importance of the people directly closest to you? What has that taught you about that? Uh, who you surround yourself with is so important. Like I said, my faith, I I did not have a very good relationship with God until I got to college. Mm-hmm. And that's because of who I was surrounded with. So who I was surrounded by. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It, when I changed who I was surrounded by, mm-hmm. it changed everything. Wow. It's so important. I think you kind of think that you can like skate by and be like, well, I'm, I can still be this person and still hang out with these people. And it's like, it's not that it's like you become a worse person. It's just like, there's just always this disconnect. Like I've, I'm speaking from personal experience. Like it's like, that you're always kind of like fighting being yourself or fight. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that it's making you worse. It's just like, it's not pushing you to be better. And that's like, if you're not going forwards, probably going backwards, you know? And so I think that that's, I've watched that in your life. Cause like I knew you in high school and then like kind of reconnecting with you now, like she's so right. And like, it's not that like you were a great person in high school, you know, but it's just like, you've grown so much. And like, I mean, we all have, you know, we're all like crazy, you know, but just like, um, I don't know. I think it's really cool to look at and just kind of see how you kind of like attribute that to your teammates and your leaders in your life, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And there, it's just we're, we're all so like-minded that it's kind of one of those iron sharpens iron situations yep. we can we all hold our we all hold each other accountable for different things mm-hmm. like I um I think I don't remember I think it was last semester maybe 
me, Grace Lines, and Lindsay Elam were talking mm-hmm. and saying that, you know, we, we were like, man, we did not read the Bible this semester as much as we would have wanted to, you know, like, um, we just weren't as disciplined about it as we should have been. And we were like, we will be better next semester. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Just kind of talking stuff like that through to make that a priority was just kind of cool. Instead of thinking like, hmm, I should read the Bible more, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's awesome that like that even came up in casual conversation, you know, like I love that. That just speaks to the friendship that you'll have. That was actually the iron sharpens iron verse was actually my, it was a verse of the day thing the other day and I watched the video on it, but it talked about how like you can't sharpen iron with like two pieces of metal that are the same. So like one has to be like a different, like I can't remember if they said like gradient or something, but I thought it was interesting to where like, that kind of speaks to the friend group, you know, if like you were hanging around with people that are the same or same as you all the time, like you may not grow because in order to like, in order for the iron to sharpen the iron, like one had to be sharper. Like you have to push yourself into those maybe like uncomfortable spaces with people who, I don't know, maybe are wiser than you or whatever, but it's like, it's going to be so worth it because that's how you grow, you know? So oh yeah, I love that. Okay, talk about your softball timeline. So you come in your freshman year and then take us through like what happens freshman year and then like into kind of what's College? Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so freshman year, are you talking about, okay, are you talking about injuries and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So freshman year, I was doing pretty good. I think I just well, wanted to go freshman year. Go into that. Sophomore year. That was last year. Okay, continue your freshman year then. Don't talk about that. <laughs> so, freshman year was COVID. Oh, that's right. Okay. So I think we got to the week before conference because we were getting ready. I think we had two days of practice because mm-hmm. we had that Monday off. We were going to practice Tuesday and Wednesday and then head down Thursday to um, Austin and we were going to play Texas. Okay. I think that or they were playing here. Okay. I don't remember either way, but – um, and then coach came in one day. She called us all to the field. I don't remember what March 13th, I think is the day, but I don't remember what day of the week it was. And she's like, listen, guys, they, your season's done. And we were like, what? <laughs> and yeah. So we all got sent home and that was it for freshman year. Yeah, that whole thing was insane. I was at a track meet that day, and they told us at the track meet, and we all had to pack up and go home. Are you serious? Serious. <laughs> like, just kidding, everyone. Like, we got to get back on the bus and go home and for the rest of the semester. Yeah. Found out I had a fractured foot the next day. Went home in a boot. I remember it vividly. <laughs> okay, so then you come back, and you go into sophomore year. Yes, went into sophomore year. Um before sophomore year, like the summer, I think beginning of July, I had my hand operated on. Okay. Um, I had torn my UCL in high school. Okay. Uh, it runs in your thumb. Yeah. And uh, I didn't have it operated on. I just did a lot of physical therapy and stuff like that. But hitting, hitting and stuff just really aggravated it. So I finally got it looked at. And then I ended up having it operated on. And then, so I kind of went through most of my fall with that. Okay. And then finally got back decently well. Mm-hmm. And then it was break. 
Yeah. Uh, so came back from break and then I think we, we gotten a few games in we'd gone to Houston I think that was the last set of games I got to play in okay and at practice a couple days later um me and Riley Boone she was in center I was in right we were coming to a ball that was in left center mm-hmm. I'm running at it it's pretty shallow um mm-hmm. deep enough to where Grace Lines uh couldn't get to it mm-hmm. And then, like, just shallow enough to where it was going to be questionable if me and Riley could get to it. Right. She, call, she calls me off. And I plant to get out of the way, and my knee buckled and blew my knee out. Mm. Man. So then you had surgery on that. I did. And then that May. So that, set, got, you out, that set you out of sophomore. Yeah, I was out for the season Okay, that year. And then that May, I got in a car wreck. And had a concussion. <laughs> that was my sixth concussion. Wow. Yeah, because I'd gotten one freshman year, so that was my second one. How'd you get the one freshman year? Uh, I dove into the wall. Sheesh, that'll do it. Yeah, it was more of a trip than a dive. If we're gonna be completely honest with each other. I'll edit that out. I'm <laughs> well, not exactly going to put that on the graceful scale, but. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. But yeah, that's crazy. So then you get your sixth concussion and then, then what? Um, I've been going to doctors and stuff. Uh, I had to quit PT on my knee, obviously, because you had to get shut down after a concussion. Mm-hmm. And I went to the doctor and he was like, wait, how many is this? And I was like, well. Thought about fudging the numbers a little bit. <laughs> like, well, that was six. And he was like, oh. And I was like, yeah. And so then he basically gave me the warning of like, hey, I think you should think about not playing anymore. Like medically retiring. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, really didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I had my exit meeting with coach and talked to the doctor again. And they were just kind of both like, you need to think about this because it's, it's getting unsafe. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it and prayed about it and kind of talked to my family. And my family was like, we want you to be around when you're 60, you right. know. So uh, I medically retired after mm-hmm. that due to concussions and that was the end of my playing career that is so crazy that happened like so fast I feel like you know it it it, it was like snapping my fingers I was playing mm-hmm. and I was doing I was learning to slap because mm-hmm. um because my hand just to kind of mm-hmm. be able to hit no matter how my hand was feeling right and then tore my ACL had a concussion medically retired yeah, that's so crazy. And you were like playing, playing, like you were starting, right? Uh, well, at that point, so my sophomore year, I couldn't hit all the way yet. So yeah. I was doing, I was base running a lot. Yeah, I remember. I like. What'd you say? I said, which I love to do. It was I loved running bases. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, any capacity that you can like help a team, I feel like, especially at that point, like you had been had so many injuries too. It's like, please just put me out there in any way that I can contribute, you know? Yeah, that's what even at practice, I was like, can we run? (laughs) Seriously. Yeah, we just run all the time. (laughs) Like I can I can do this all day. (laughs) I'm just like out here. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I feel like a lot of people would hear your story and say, like, you know, you say your faith got stronger in college, but things like softball wise and kind of, you know, softball has been really important to you kind of weren't really going for you sometimes just because of the injuries and stuff. So what would you say to somebody who said, like, how can you still believe that God is good, even though your situations were not? One thing that I had to come to realize was like, even through like, even through all this stuff, like all those injuries, I was battling a lot of sickness as well. Mm -hmm. And I had, I, I went through it. I was so mad at God for a long time, even in high school, Mm -hmm. Um, even high school, probably like my junior and senior year of of, not college of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a step back and started kind of realizing that like, this doesn't matter. Mm. This like, as much as we want all these accolades and all these, all this recognition. And, so, and I've even struggled with this since medically retiring. You know, you're, you're at the top of the top. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was playing for the best team in the country mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I wasn't anymore. Mm-hmm. because of my health mm-hmm. and I really felt like I failed mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like you get not necessarily that I failed but I felt like my body failed me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like I could have been so good and I've, I've heard that no yeah heard that to me. like you could have been really really good mm-hmm. and it kind of it kind of thinks yeah like I could have been but I wasn't because I got hurt all the time So I had to realize that, yes, like I could have had all that stuff, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter because that's not my identity. I'm not just somebody who plays softball. Mm -hmm. I'm not whatever other accolade there could have been that I could have won or that my team could have won. Like, yeah, I'm like, we're national champions now, but that doesn't matter in heaven. Mm -hmm. Can't take it. You won the national championship in 2021. You're in. You're in. Open the gates. Let her in. <laughs> She's in. Don't get mission. Crown for you that. <laughs> I to, like I had to realize that like my identity was in Christ, and it was no longer in all those earthly things. It was no longer in how good people thought I was. It was no longer in like how many times I could hit home run or how fast I could run or anything like that. Like that stuff, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. That's a word right there. I think we should just rewind it and listen to that again. <laughs> notes. No, that's so good. And that's like, but we talk about this too, is like, it's a daily thing. Like, you know, we'd like, even when you, I don't know, like, would you say that it was, I mean, it wasn't like one day that your mind just like switched and you're like, no, it's over, you know, like, right. It's a journey, right? A hundred percent. I even catch myself now, mm-hmm. like, cause I help with the team now. I run a lot of our hitting stats, stuff like that, like video, uh, scout videos, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'll even catch myself. Like I really struggled with it early on in the season. And then in the fall, mm-hmm. I'll be like, that like I remember talking to you about it I was like that should be me Mm -hmm. and I caught myself thinking that Mm -hmm. like that wasn't your road Mm -hmm. like you were meant to be here but maybe you weren't meant to play softball four years you know Mm -hmm. I don't know that for sure Mm -hmm. but like my path led me away from that Mm -hmm. and either way I wasn't the OU softball player that's not what made me who I am Mm -hmm. Christ made me who I am and whatever I do 
is to glorify Christ and maybe softball wasn't maybe that road being a four like playing for four years doing all that stuff maybe that's not how I was to glorify God maybe it's through some other road and I haven't found that necessarily yet but like I do know it's coming and I'm gonna find out what it is Mm -hmm. I think too like I I don't know like I like we're we're we obviously talk like every day but just like to see the way that you serve your teammates when I know that you wish you could be out there so bad like that speaks to who to what God is doing in your life you know and like I think that you have done a really good job of taking the new and kind of when you could be jealous you could be bitter you could be you know, like you've had to fight that, but also like you've done a great job of being like, okay, what can I do now? You know, like, what do I need to do today to get me to tomorrow? You know, it's like this, you're good at taking like the little tasks and just being like, okay, like I've watched you like, okay, how can I give this to God? You know, like over and over, like, how can I give it to him and surrender it? And I think that that's like, I honestly don't know how you do, you've done it. Like I've talked to my mom about it and I'm like, like really struggling, but she's doing like, she's doing amazing at it. And it's like, I don't know. It's almost just speaks to like the power of God in your life because it's like, would you attest to like, you couldn't have done this on your own? Like, would you have attested to that? No, I couldn't have. There would have been no way, shape or form that I could have got mentally gotten through it mm-hmm. and physically gotten through it on my, own. I couldn't have. I tried. I did at the very, very beginning. I was like, no, screw this. Like, I got it. Yeah. I'm gonna take care of this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take control and do what I want to do, and then that didn't work out. <laughs> Let's run it back. Let's try it. <laughs> yeah. God was like incorrect. <laughs> Wrong answer. <laughs> so, what was your first step that you took out of that? Like, when you wanted to surrender it to God, what's the first step that you took to being like, okay, I don't want to do this on my own anymore? I prayed about it. I got down on. I got, I'm trying to think. I was driving around one night. I'm, I'm a big drive around person. When I've got a lot on my mind, I can drive forever. Yep. Not now with gas prices, but <laughs> I could. Um, I was driving around one day and I was just, just, I had this overwhelming like sadness. Mm. And I'm like, this is, and just that entire week, two weeks, I had just been so aggravated with everybody and like snappy and all this different stuff and I'm like that's not me yeah like I'll throw out a sarcastic comment to anybody who's ready to hear one like I'm not (laughs) I don't snap at people I'm not super unhappy person like that's not who I am and I was just thinking about it and I'm like that like that's not me Mm -hmm. like I can't keep going on like this because I'm making myself miserable Mm -hmm. and I'm making everybody around me miserable and like I can't do it on my own anymore and like I just had to give it up to God and be like listen it's all you take it yeah probably too like I don't know I think that there's like something scary about that but there's also like so much relief I think there's so much relief in just resting like I have no control you know like I mean I have like choices like yes we have free will but also like God's power is like I'm not gonna mess up what he is doing you know like I can't I can't mess it up so it's like I don't know I think that there's definitely peace in that but it's also really hard to get to that point like it's like really hard to get to that point being like god i just give it all to you you know like really just opening up your hands completely like that's really hard but would you say it's worth it oh yeah and i'm one of those people that 
I'm not gonna say I'm a control freak, but I like to control things just a little bit. I like to be in charge. <laughs> I definitely have been known to take over a task and do it the right way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I finally, you just have to come to a point to where you're just like, I can't do it. Like, mm-hmm. I got to give it up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Did your family play a role in that? Like, I know you're really close with your family. Kind of talk about like their background. It wasn't softball, but it yeah. was. It was I would, right. So. No, neither of my parents. My mom played volleyball. My dad played football. Yeah. And but both of my parents roped. And yep. that's what most, especially my mom's side of the family, they all rope. And they have taught me how to compete. They've taught me how to work hard. Um, all that. But most importantly, they've taught me how to be able to give stuff up to God, stuff like that. Um just by watching them live every day like they don't necessarily tell me like oh no you got to do this this and this like in my walk or anything mm-hmm. um I just like just watching them live mm-hmm. all that stuff like any struggles that um we may have had ever mm-hmm. they, my parents have always they're just such strong people mm-hmm. that they just get through certain things and I'm like oh, how did you do that mm-hmm. I'm like how how do you do that yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting too that you say that they're such strong people because they do like I haven't known your parents for very long because I don't think I really I mean I may have met your mom in high school but I don't think I remember meeting your dad but just like your parents have chased goals later in their life like your dad has won the NFR how many times okay so he went like 14 to 16 times okay. and won it three times which is like crazy I mean that's like the deal in that world so but like your mom is awesome too and you said that they roped as partners sometimes right oh yeah a little bit so back then it wasn't like super common for women to team rope all the time unless it was like a women's yeah event yeah women's event yeah so she was really good too though but yeah what is that what has that taught you in your life to have parents who like like have continued chasing their goals, even like kind of alongside you, you know, how they just haven't stopped, but they still, they're both working towards something, you know? I was really little. So my mom, she roped a lot when I was younger, but mainly it was my dad. Um, I just remember practically living in a trailer until I started school. Mm-hmm. And then um, once school was out, we went with him and traveled all summer. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I think that started, or that's, stopped when I started playing softball mm-hmm. leave for like a long time mm-hmm. and I come back and I would start school and back to normal but um trailer yeah watching my dad do all that stuff and he's taught me so much about if I was so much about competing just the mindset of competing mm-hmm. I used I was one of those people that really had to fight negative thoughts when mm-hmm. especially hitting and stuff like that Mm-hmm. um I get pretty I get down on myself pretty easy and golly he taught me so much especially looking at, back at it now mm-hmm. he'd tell me something I'm like oh, whatever okay oh. like oh, we get it you were perfect <laughs> really good <laughs> no kidding but now I look at it, looking back mm-hmm. especially when I was in uh like high school and stuff because he would really harp on me back then 
because I would, you know, I'd come back from an injury and not do as well as I wanted to or not come back as fast as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I'd just be so fed up with it. And he's like, listen, take a step back. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. And it was just like that. Isn't it so crazy how, like, even when you move away from your parents, like, I don't know, I hear my parents' voices in my head. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're about to do something and you're like, like, you hear, like, I don't know. It's, it's so hard to explain, but like, I'm like, okay, in this situation, my mom would say this, or my dad would say this. Like, do you, did you ever, do you ever feel that? Oh, absolutely. So weird. Like I would like the stuff that I would intentionally ignore when I was little. I'm like, oh man, I need to go clean my baseboards right now in my house. (laughs) No kidding. Oh my gosh. I know. And I don't get the dynamic of like not listening to your parents when you're that old. I guess I just thought I was that smart. Yep. Yep. Even though I was like 14. Exactly. You had lived so much life. I've lived 14 years. I'm smarter than you. So you have definitely, yeah. I mean, you've been through it at 14. Come on. Some kids have. I'm not going to discredit that, but <laughs> really. Uh, I have not. <laughs> I have not. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. But no, seriously, I definitely like, I'll start to do something and I'm like, Oh yeah. Like, it's just interesting how like your parents, like you, they say it over and over again when you're little and you're like, okay, I get it, whatever. And then you get out on your own. You're like, man, I'm so glad they said that to me over and over again. So I can remember. Yeah, it turns into like the little person on your shoulder. Yes, no doubt. I a hundred percent agree with that. Okay. I have to go here because I have it on my questions list. <laughs> I meant to ask you this earlier. So tell the people what song you're going to walk down the aisle to at your wedding. <laughs> okay we have to give background to this okay so me so okay me and Aubrey were at we were at a wedding and uh this one of our she was Aubrey's friend and I kind of knew her and I just went with her to the wedding and she starts walking down the aisle looks beautiful yes and it's the prettiest what song was it I don't even remember but it was just like a super pretty song yeah um somebody was playing it on the guitar right yep yep and it was just such a cool moment like it was just such like there were like, tears people were crying yeah, not me you remember the stairs though yes she starts like walking down the stairs and like her train of her dress it's just like I like I can't even explain the moment because it was just awesome people were both eyes out it was crazy and then then me my inability to like be serious in a situation like that especially when there's tears involved I lean over and I'm like what what song are you gonna walk to or walk down the aisle to and she was like I don't know what song are you gonna walk down to I said Hell's Bells by ACDC. <laughs> oh, Rayleigh and I are like rolling. Like everybody's crying. And we're rolling at this wedding. Like in the aisle. This girl is having her moment and we're losing it. We're absolutely losing our minds. <laughs> it was such a serious moment. It was so bad. And uh, Aubrey was just, she, we were whispering too. And she was like, what are you going to walk down to? And I kind of paused for a second and then just leaned over and said, hell's bells (laughs) but no the hell's bells thing she was like i mean i think my grandma would be mad at me but i think she'd get over is that what you said last time (laughs) Uh, i said uh i was gonna get i haven't thought this out i've just thought it out because it would be really funny well we both really haven't gotten to a stage where we've had to seriously consider the details of our wedding so (laughs) 
<laughs> Anyways, I thought about uh having door like doors that you had to open and then just popping them open and then the intro to Hell's Bells, boom. Yeah, I, I thought I would get like two bells in and then the guitar intro. Like, Wait, you two, can't beat that. Two bells in and then the guitar intro. So when do the doors pop open? Probably on the guitar intro. I have to. Should I so right. play this on the guitar so I can like be jamming? I think it's the only right way to do it. I think it is. What do you want me? You want me on the doors? Or you want me on the guitar? Oh, I'm popping open the doors. You're on the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I'm I'm stoked for this. Now we just need to we should get you a boyfriend. <laughs> inquiries only. Well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay, we're good. Singleness. Talk about that, actually. Talk about singleness in college. A lot of your friends have boyfriends that are in your close. Yeah, I am actually the only one in my friend group without a boyfriend. Going strong. I have zero problem with it being that way. Yep. Because the, so there's probably a group of like six or eight of us Mm -hmm. on my team that are just super close. Mm -hmm. And like, we're just all like one big family. Like, we're all going into Thanksgiving together, and we all do, like, meals at um, different houses and stuff like that. We'll have, like, a Friendsgiving, a Friendsmas, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, Super. it's, like, our, kind of our group that goes to church together, and, yeah. yeah, it's really, it's, I love it. You're thriving. Thriving in the friend group. <laughs> but, yeah, so I definitely, I had to bring up that that uh that question because that was at, that was like at the top of the list and then I didn't ask it and so I may have to like, edit it back over I think it's like speaks a lot about you as a person you know I think so too I think it especially does. the fact that I decided to share that information at a really serious moment like that yeah that is kind of like like you just let the more than this listeners podcast more than this listeners you just gave them like insight right there like that's insight that not a lot of people have, you know. I mean, that's pretty like classified information. So, hey, you're welcome. You're welcome. Anything for the pod. <laughs> okay, so she also has a she can yodel. So we're gonna need you to yodel. I'm not yodeling. <laughs> not a chance. I thought if I threw it out there, you might just like catch you so off guard that you would maybe try it. Not a chance. Okay, so backstory I taught myself in high school I used to sit in my bathroom I don't know why okay actually I do remember why so I sang I used to sing a lot yeah I used to sing a lot but um I was singing we used to go around to like these different like festivals and mm-hmm. different things stuff like that and we'd sing well one of the songs that I decided to sing like my music teacher was like you need to sing this song was Blue by Leanne Rhymes and Big Leanne Rhymes fan. If you don't know that song, pause this right now and go listen to it and then come back and <laughs> resume. Because <laughs> you know, you'll know. Okay, go. So anyway, she does, she doesn't yodel, but she has like those breaks in her voice that kind of sound like that. Mm-hmm. So my music teacher was like, hey, like you should, she was just joking. Mm-hmm. She was like, she wanted to yodel. And I was like, oh, I should learn to yodel. And so I did. <laughs> I would sit in my my poor parents. I hope they don't remember this. But yeah, I would just either sit in my room or my bathroom and I would play like this how to yodel YouTube video. I still have it on my YouTube. On your most 
if it, if there was like a spot of you know like at the end of the year Spotify tells you like your most played songs or whatever if they had that for YouTube in like 2016 it would have been how to yodel 101 or something like that videos off the charts <laughs> I'm crying I really wish you would do it for the podcast but I won't make you it's been way too long she was our <laughs> I don't know I think you'd be fine she you sing for your church so I mean you're like you're practiced I don't think they make you yodel that often though but they don't. It usually doesn't come up in the songs we sing. Doesn't? Promises you don't ever get hit a little yodel in there? <laughs> <laughs> My ad lib is yodeling. I think Maverick City is hiring for a yodeler right now. I'll, I'll put you in. <laughs> <laughs> add a little, add a little song, song. <laughs> a little bit of spice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so what else do you like to do you like to yodel you like to uh listen to acdc what else tell us about your hobbies um i like to hunt mm-hmm. uh, i love i've just kind of decided that i really like to make like build things not necessarily like i'm not just gonna build a house you build but, actually hire her for your contracting needs that would be a severe mistake but <laughs> mistake. <laughs> um, but no uh over I guess last fall maybe beginning of last fall mm-hmm. I decided I needed a hat rack and I had bought uh or not bought um I'd shot a deer fall of fall of my sophomore year mm-hmm. I think yeah fall of my sophomore year and I just got it European mounted and I was like, what the heck? I'm going to mount that deer on a piece of wood and get a hat rack going. So anyways, I got uh, one of my friends had some red cedar. Mm-hmm. And so I cut it in three pieces, mm-hmm. polyurethane it. And then I welded some horseshoes together. I like to weld too. Yep. I mean, I'm not serious and I'm probably not that good. She's like serious. a little jack. I can, I can do a little tack, you know? Dabbles. She's, she dabbles in the welding business. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I can't, like, run a serious beat or anything, please. Yeah, I don't think I'm that good. But, uh, yeah, and then now I have a hat rack. Man, I, I can I can attest to that because I saw it when I was there. Actually, it's, I can see it in your room. Well, I can't really, but you just showed me, so I know it's there. Yeah, that's really cool. I just, I think that you should start selling that stuff. I think you could... I think you could do something with that. I would like to. That would be fun. But um, I love to sing. That's probably my other hobby. Music. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just started getting into roping again. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little bit. It's been kind of hard with my knee. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I'm cleared for that, that's probably back in the, about in the summer when season's over, mm-hmm. I really start getting into roping and stuff like that more. That's awesome. Yeah. So will you, can you and your dad work together on stuff like that? Or do y'all like fight? You know how, like if your dad's your coach or your parents are your coach, like it's either like really good or really bad. Like how does, I mean, I think it would be good, but. Okay. In softball, Mm -hmm. especially when I was younger, Mm -hmm. I was like, you don't know what you're talking about, you know, even though he did, but roping. Mm -hmm. No, I'm like, you know what you're talking about. I'm yours. Okay. I'm going to listen. I'm gonna copy what you do. And you you know it, not me. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I I would I would say that. I think I think I'd say that to him too. I wanted yeah, to, to 
Can we be? Uh, can I be your? Uh, do you need a healer or a header? Or a- yeah, I ain't, I ain't healing all head. Hey, I'll be your I'll be your healer, but I have a lot to learn, so you're gonna have to bear with me for a second. <laughs> I can run. Yeah, I just think of this, it would kind of be the same thing as if like you went in the weight room with your dad and you try to like tell him how to lift. You know, I'm not gonna tell my dad how to rope. That's true. Yeah, I would not do that. I don't think. No, I don't think that would work out very good for me. Dad would give me a funny look. <laughs> that's that's all he would do though. He wouldn't do anything else. He wouldn't say anything else. He'd just be like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> this works out (laughs) okay so i was gonna ask you another question man okay your major so those are your hobbies obviously if what you're doing for your major doesn't work out you can always become a welder (laughs) yeah those poor people (laughs) (laughs) anybody that that would be so bad <laughs> okay, we'll we'll keep working on the welding, but maybe the singing career. I'm still ready for the singing career. I'm ready for a song to be released. I'm ready for you to put me on the harmonica or the tambourine in the back and just let's go to town. Let's just travel. <laughs> a harmonica. <laughs> I would love to do that. Okay. It's if I knew how to do that stuff, how to make that stuff happen, I would definitely do it. Okay, so what we're hearing is we need applications for physics tutors, and then for what was, and then also for what was the last one? What did we just say? Music producers. <laughs> Music producers. That's what we need. <laughs> I was thinking about my my gig on the harmonica. I was, I was getting ready. Also, a harmonica teacher. That would be amazing. That would be amazing because I can play a kazoo. But harmonica might throw me a little bit. It's a little bit more technical. Kazoo, heck. Okay, okay. I think that would. <laughs> I used to have. Yeah, I think it would too. I think you could write a full song with kazoo, like play the guitar and the kazoo at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be sick. <laughs> I think we should put him into the circus. Maybe <laughs> we might be a better fit for that. Oh Lord. Okay, so your major. So it's biology. <laughs> we got to get back on track here. Okay, so your major, biology, what are you wanting to do career-wise? Uh, so, okay, it all depends on if I get it in or not, but I would love to either go to vet school and be an equine vet mm-hmm. or go to PA school and be a PA. Okay. What's, what's, like, what's the top-rated option right now, today? It changes on it. We talk about this every day. It does. It changes every day, which is really fun since I only have one year of school left, but Anyways, um, don't worry about that tonight. We're, we're <laughs> um, I would probably say PA school is at the top right now. Okay. Yeah, I just. She's I don't know. Oh, She's lying. She's lying to her teeth. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it changes every day. <laughs> okay. But yeah. I think I think either way, she's gonna be doctor. Dr. Pogue, right? If you're a PA or you're a doc, you're not, no. But if you were a vet, I think you'd be a good vet for sure. I mean, you'd be a good PA too, but either one, you're going to be solid. Yeah, either either way, I don't think I'd be unhappy with either. No. Career, yeah, you know? on the pays, you know. This biology major worth it. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be seeing it at the Grand Ole Opry in a few years. You just got to get something to get you down the road. Wow. Yep, just... I really think the kazoo is gonna is gonna set you over the top. I'm like I'm excited to put my I'm effort. Trying to set myself apart, you know. 
I just want to be part. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. Like the road. Yeah. yeah. I think you should definitely go guitar kazoo. I think that combination would would hit. Um. Okay. So, what is something? Kind of wrapping up a little bit. But what is your? What is something that the Lord is teaching you right now? Seeking discomfort. Ooh. I, I have been in so many unco- like so many situations that are out of my comfort zone this year mm-hmm. that I can't even count them all on one hand. Yeah. But like just learning to trust him in those uncomfortable situations and seeking them out. Mm-hmm. It's like I lived kind of in my comfort zone of like just kind of having my identity and everything that I lived for and all that stuff and softball because that was it like that was all I did mm-hmm. and now that not necessarily don't have that anymore but I'm not a player anymore mm-hmm. it's just kind of like no like you can do this mm-hmm. trust me mm-hmm. you got it yeah. okay mm-hmm. so yeah really I've really especially like with the singing and stuff I used to hate singing in front of people like like it would make me throw up I was so nervous I didn't even know you could sing until I met you, until we, like, reconnected. Like, yeah, crazy. I do not like to tell people, because they're always like, yeah, sing. And, which, I don't care, but, like, I, I don't like to. And, like, it's taken so much for me to get, like, get up at church and sing and stuff. So now it's, like, I trusted him, because I was, like, all right. I was, like, if you want me to sing, I will sing. And then doors were opened, and... I was like all right and that's just kind of that's kind of been my motto for the entire year mm-hmm. with seeking discomfort I actually saw it um I saw it on a sweatshirt I had read uh I don't even remember what I had read anyways I had read something and like the night before and then um I'd been talking to my mom back and forth about different stuff just uh like new stuff I was thinking about doing and I was like I don't know like I'm scared like mm-hmm. I don't know if I can do this um like it's just nothing that I've done before. Mm-hmm. And I saw it church the next day. I saw this um kid, this kid, and he had a sweatshirt on and it said sink discomfort. And I was like, that's it. Like, are you talking to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is this about me? <laughs> I was like, alrighty. That's crazy. That is like, I don't know. That's I've seen that. I've seen you do that this whole year, like since we've become closer and just like it's been so cool to watch in your life like you really seek out those opportunities but I think it's I don't know with softball do you think you would have done like sought out the opportunities that you are now no like I don't think you would have gone out of that comfort zone do you I mean you might have but I think this is like maybe pushed it faster further along you know yeah absolutely I always I always figured that I would sing it maybe some point in my life, mm-hmm. but yeah, definitely. That's because my, my grandma even said it. <laughs> she didn't know I was singing at church. It had only been going on for like two weeks and I hadn't gotten to talk to her in a while. Right. And she came up from Ringland mm-hmm. up to Washington where my parents live now. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking and she was like, you know what you should do now? And I was like, what? She was like, you should sing. And I was like, Really? <laughs> I not to tell you. Funny story, actually. <laughs> I was like, I actually just sung at church yesterday morning. And she was like, oh, thanks for telling me. And I was like, 
Like I was just about to say something. <laughs> it was on the tip of my tongue. I promise. <laughs> it was actually where I was going next with this conversation, but uh, veered off. Um, so did you get one of those sweatshirts that that guy had, or did you just? Did you I just- did. I got me and you one. Yeah. She she texts me and she's like, I have something that's coming it's coming to you. So the week before she had sent me, <laughs> she sent me this picture of um, this woman at a softball game wearing earrings that looked like, uh, you know, the bag of, okay, p- go with me here, people. So the bag, how would you explain it? Off of Finding Nemo with the fish in it? Right? Oh, do you, I'll take this. You so take- in... What was her name? Darla. Darla. That's her name. Yep. When she had Nemo in the bag and she was like, Fishy, why are you sleeping? It was like that, but it was in earring form. And I was like, because we were in, we were in California. Yeah. And I was sitting up there doing all my stat stuff during the game. Yeah. And I was like, what are on her ears? And I was like, is that a fish? I was like, that's a fish in a bag. And so I had to, I had to send her, I had to send you a picture. She sent me a picture of them. And then she sent me the Amazon link to it. Like, I think this is it. Cause I was like, where would you even get something like that? I'm, I'm pretty sure that game was not like, I did not do my job very well that game. Cause I was just, I was locked on those earrings. I was like, earrings. Where did we, I was like, where do you even find that? So I Googled them, boom, on Amazon. And I was like, are you kidding me? So... I mean, like, Fish Lady, if you're listening to this, like, we respect the drip. We really do. But, like, that takes some serious research, you know? Like, that's such a specific search. Anyways, Rayleigh takes me and she's like, okay, I have something coming for you. Like, it should be there in a few days. And this is after we have the fish conversation. I'm like, Rayleigh, if you, like, really spit money on fish earrings and send them to me, like, it's funny, but, like, are you serious right now? Which, with hindsight being 2020, I should have sent the sweatshirt to my house and then sent the fish earrings to my house in a separate box. And then like the first day sent out the, the earrings and then like two days later, send out the sweatshirt. So you could see the earrings first. I'll take one, you take one. And then we can like, I don't know. I just really think that maybe we should have like friendship earrings of the, I don't know. Now, now I'm now I'm second guessing. But anyways, okay. So she, I think I'm getting the fish earrings in the mail, and she sends me the sweatshirt that says "Seek Discomfort." And seriously, like <clears throat> where I'm at too in my life right now, like totally applies. We're both kind of like, what are we doing? Like we're at that stage where it's like, like we have to kind of have a lot of options ish, but it just the world is our oyster. So we're just trying to figure out how to narrow it down. And so, but no, that was such a good reminder for me too. And I thought it was really cool that she took that opportunity and went ahead and sent me one as well. So now we can wear our matching sweatshirts, you know, besties. Seeking discomfort. (laughs) And in our fish earrings soon to be, well, I'll send you, I'll send you some fish earrings for being on the podcast. How about that? I would love that. I think, I think you would rock them. I think you should wear them when you're in church. I'm wearing them for our next game. Oh, okay, even better. <laughs> you don't want to wear them when you sing at church? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <It's> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so yeah, cool. I would love to wear those. <laughs> Lying through your teeth. 
Okay, so I think I've asked you just about every question and more. We've covered a lot. You know, we've talked about yodeling. We've talked about welding. We've talked about faith. We've talked about family. We've just, we've covered the whole board, you know? Oh, yeah. So with all that being said, I'm going to ask you what I ask everybody on the podcast. What do you want to be remembered for more than all of this that we have just talked about? I want to be remembered as somebody who used any platform they had, any resources they had, anything they did to glorify God and work for his kingdom. That's good. That's really good. I think you just like simplified purpose right there. Like if your faith is your thing, like that is your purpose. And I love that. That's really good. And I've seen you do that through your platforms and in your life. And so just want you to know that I am proud of you and you're doing a great job. And yeah, I've learned a lot from you in that. You make me not feel, um, when I start feeling sorry for myself, I'm like, no. Riley would say no. Riley would say no, you're not allowed to do that. (laughs) Buck up. (laughs) I tell myself that all the time. I'll get... Like, I'll find myself in those, like, thanking those negative thoughts. And I'm like, uh-uh, buck up. Let's go. Yep. You're ready. You got, you got it. You can sit in it for a second. But we, I was I was talking about this with my teammate the other day. I was like, let's be solution-minded. You know, like, we can sit in it for a second. But then let's think about what we're going to do about it. You know, like, let's yes, I love that. get on the other end. So it's easy to sit there, you know. But stand up. Buck up. <laughs> well, thank yeah. you so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate you as a friend and as a podcaster and can't wait for your wedding when you sling open those doors to hell's bells. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and feel encouraged. Make sure you're following the podcast on Instagram at more than this podcast for new updates and episodes. While you're at it, make sure you're following Rayleigh as well at Ray, R-A-Y-Y dot 25. Thanks again for listening. I'll see y'all in two weeks. Bye.